Thanks for tuning in. This is Matt Santos, the host of the Mile High Show. Hey, long time no chat. I have been slacking as of late because uh, I've been extremely swamped on the regular work side, uh, up and down I-17, to and from the Prescott area where we're based out of for the Mile High Show, down to the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix and beyond. Over the last couple of months, I've been working down there quite a bit, some personal projects, as well as some uh, some jobs to help pay the bills. So my goal is to kind of get back on track here. Now, Jim Sobo of the Howling Coyote Tour, uh, Howling, uh, where, what's his website? Jim's Howling Coyote, let's pull it up here, HowlingCoyoteTour.com. He has been uh, very, very instrumental in keeping us on the air because Jim Sobo and uh, and various other musical artists have been taking over the mic like once a month for the last few months, and that's actually the last show we put up, 211. Jim Sobo, Darren Mahoney, uh, um, Sherry Fincer, and the uh, Cross-Eyed Possums uh, were the most recent... Uh, Recent guests and hosts of this show back in uh, a couple months ago. But we're back on track. That's my goal anyway. And there's a couple of shows we had recorded, oh, two months ago. Well, one about two months ago, one about three weeks ago, that we hadn't posted yet again because I've been very, very busy. So I'm hoping to get back on track starting with today's episode from back in uh, June with Patrick Bowler, a local podcaster, local... uh, Local character here in Chino Valley, Arizona. We just talk about all kinds of stuff. He has uh, recently been on tour as a tour manager and uh, and driver of the van for Slope Records. So we talk a little bit about that. Talk about his growing up in the same parts of the country that I did in Northern California. Uh, we had at, back then when I was recording, I was having some technical difficulties. And uh, we had a bad cord, bad mic, so you're going to hear some scratching in and out uh, right about his story of, uh, of his interaction with Tom Waits, a, a musical hero of mine. Uh, but just an interesting conversation. We recorded it, like I said, back in June in the patio at Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley, BDEBBQ.com is where you can find out about Eric Veneer and his staff over at Big Daddy E's Barbecue. We recorded out there while some music was playing. Uh, just a, a really nice conversation. Patrick's a good guy. He is a, uh, a neighbor of mine here in Chino Valley. So I just wanted to get him on, talk talk about Slope Records, talk about his tour. He's going to go back out on tour with them at some point. He had something scheduled for right about now, August, September uh, and uh, that switched a little bit. They changed plans on that. But uh, he's an interesting guy. I want to have him back on at some point just to chat and talk. Uh, he does. Uh, he is also the, the Pitbull Advocate, uh, a podcast that he records right down the street from me. And uh, his, we- his, his um, Facebook page, let me pull it up here, Diary of a Road Dog. That's what he was kind of a, a diary he was doing while he was on the road with Slope Records. So Diary of a Road Dog on Facebook. 
uh, and uh, he gives some links to his Pitbull Advocate podcast as well. And just an interesting guy. He is an interesting guy. So sit back and enjoy my conversation from Big Daddy E's Barbecue in Chino Valley with Patrick Bowler. This episode 212, again, it's, uh, it's one that has been sitting in the can for a while. Hope you enjoyed it. It is brought to you by Big Daddy E's Barbecue, of course, BDE Big BDEBBQ.com and Big Pine Comedy Festival.org is the sponsor of this and the upcoming shows. Uh, I will be again uh, a featured podcast at Big Pine Comedy Festival in Flagstaff, Arizona from September 18th through the 22nd. Five days of comedy workshops. seminars, podcasts, stand-up, improv, a little bit of everything going on all around downtown Flagstaff, BigPineComedyFestival.org, information on the Big Pine Comedy Festival 2019. Again, that runs September 18th through 22nd. Uh, Great sponsors, great proponents of the arts and the artists and comedy specifically, but all around, a, a ton of stuff going on in Flagstaff. So come check it out. A lot of free shows, including live podcasts, uh, a lot of open mics, and a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Also brought to you this week by, not affiliated with the show, the Mile High, let me type it in here, Mile, I can't even type, Mile High, Comedy Theater. Now, they have been guests on here before. Cynthia Sobo, uh, a local school teacher, comic writer, uh, is the founder of the Mile High Comedy Theater. Uh, They are based out of the Elks Theater in Prescott, Arizona, and they will be promoting a show. They will be hosting a show on October 5th, the Saturday evening, including... Stand-up comedy. It's an improv show, but also has a stand-up component with uh, some special guest stars, including Kevin Rose. Kevin Rose Comedy. Uh, but the Mile High Comedy Theater is the host, Cynthia Sobo, uh, Cisco Ortiz, Jennifer uh, Maxwell, uh, friends of the show, former guests of the show. Uh, October 5th, tickets are available at PrescottElksTheater.com. Information on the Mile High Comedy Theater is also there. Uh, Again, not affiliated with the show. We share the name Mile High because of the uh, location we're at here in Prescott. We are at a Mile High elevation. Just a coincidence, but it turns out a great partnership as well. Mile High Comedy Theater with the Elks Theater on October 5th, including stand-up comedy by Kevin Rose and somebody else might be sneaking up on stage as well. PrescottElksTheater.com is where you can find out information on that show and everything going on with the Mile High Comedy Theater. So, uh, Big Daddy's Barbecue, uh, BigPineComedyFestival.org, and Prescott Elks Theater with the Mile High Comedy Theater. Uh, All three sponsors of this broadcast, of this podcast, my conversation with Patrick Bowler. Sit back and enjoy. We're going to call out Patrick Bowler as, as a, a flat-out liar 
saying <laughs> saying that he wasn't old enough. What was it I asked about? Oh, you... <laughs> uh, uh, Joe Jackson and the, the concrete. Yeah, the box. Jackson Five. After I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I think yeah, we're I think I, we're about the same age. Yeah. What are you, how old I'll are you? I'll be fifty four in June. Okay. Yeah, pretty close. About a year on me. I'm okay. fifty three, or I'll be fifty three shortly. Um, First off, whatever you want, let's just start by you promoting whatever you want to promote. We'll get the commercials out of the way. So your podcast, anything you've got going. Well, we haven't done the podcast in... Archives are still up there, though, right? Archives are still up, yeah. Let's get people listening to it. It's it's the Pitbull Advocate, and I've been doing that for almost 10 years. Man. Um, in what forms? Uh, How were you doing it when you started? Uh, it's uh, through uh, through Blog Talk. So, so online the whole way? Yeah, online okay. the whole way, yeah. So and where uh, can they find that? At uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Pitbull Advocate. Okay. And we're also on Facebook. Yes. Facebook, you know. And uh, and wh- what else you got? Anything that you want to put out there publicly? Uh, I think maybe the... Uh, the up-and-coming track that we're all anxiously awaiting. Yeah, you the, started uh, a group the, on that, the, right? The, yeah, that's the Chino Valley Outlaw Mowers. <laughs> and I, I had this. I, I thought. I thought I had this great idea like years ago, and then I found out of a, a thing called Nass Grass. I've never heard of that. That's and, pretty cool. And uh, they're they're doing a whole hopped up. Mower literally, and, literally in my backyard at yeah. Lizard Lane Productions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a it, it's. Uh, Something you want to do, you know, it's nothing. You just take take a riding mower that's not supposed to go fast. Yeah. And you make it fast. And have fun doing and it. And have fun now, doing Now, I've seen you out there uh, in the, the was it an acre? Just about the, an acre, yeah. Yeah, right around an yeah. acre. Right near, again, right near me. We're, we're a house apart. Right. Uh, have you actually had some people come by and do some no, running, or is no, you, you at this point just getting ju- it ready? It's just me getting my yayas, and yeah. you know, the, the mower's not built, but I'm, I'm working on the track. And um, it's, it's fun, you know. It's, yeah. you know, people go out, we'll have, you know, we'll have the flags, green flag, white flag, checker flag, black <laughs> Very flag. Very cool. You know, kind of, you know, just if, if my thought is if, if, if Chino Valley's. Arizona's most redneck town. <laughs> it's it's time we started acting like it. Acting like it. You know, I like it. It's that. just fun to bring families together and just yeah. go out and have some fun. Take a mower, make it go fast. You don't even have to make it. You take the blades off and go at a whopping yeah. five miles an hour around the track. You know? Nice. You know? now, now, how how did you get involved? What was the uh, motivation be- behind the Pitbull Advocate? Um, I adopted, boy, she would have been, I guess, say 15 about 15 years ago, we adopted a little little pit bull, and yeah, um, I'd been around him. I knew the dogs. I knew the great dogs. Yeah. I had some friends that had them, and I, and I loved I loved the dogs. Yeah, and she came along, and um, you don't really know what you're getting yourself into in a lot of these things, especially when with the pit bull type dog. Yeah. And next thing you know, there was a um, there was a an, an incident in San Francisco where a young boy was mauled and killed by the the family's pit bulls. A lot of determining factors behind that yeah um, boy home alone and so on and so on so they're looking for an outright ban on this type of dog yeah. and i felt well i've got a fight on my hands i'm not giving up my dog you know i'm not giving up my dog i don't care if i have to leave the state leave the county whatever i'm not giving up my dog and um uh, fortunately california at this time where i was in the constitution there was a uh, it was basically you could not ban a breed of dog. Yeah, there were no breed bans, uh, regardless. So, which that was kind of a saving grace, but those things can be changed. Yeah, um, we ended up with a mandatory spay and neuter law, hmm. which I'm all for spay and neuter of your dogs, your family pets. 
Um, but this was aimed specifically at the pit bulls, so we hmm. fought it. We didn't win it, but I still had yeah. my dog. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we've got a, a pit mix, pit and chow, yeah. and uh, two the traditionally known as kind of aggressive, but, yes. I, and you know, it's, you know this, it, she's the sweetest dog ever because it's, you know, it's how you raise them, yeah. you know, yeah. it's uh, just like people. Hey, yeah. who'd have yeah. thought? It's a, you beat you a know, kid, yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, gonna... it's the environment you're raising yeah. your dog in. I mean, I mean, you could... You know, you know, give your you know dog all the food and water and vet care needs, but then there's also the issue of training, yeah, and stuff. There's always a big issue, um, and the personal contact, yeah, and the time, you know, just like a kid. Socialize. I should be hanging out with my kid instead of hanging out listening to music at some barbecue joint. <laughs> that's good food. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I cheated today, but that's uh, another, that's another story. We'll get into that. Cheated? What are you watching your okay, weight? Oh, uh, yeah. It's windy out here. You better put some yeah, rocks you, in your you know, pocket. I, you know, depending on which way the wind's blowing, I. <laughs> I could end up at the roof of the Dollar General in Poland, you know. You're <laughs> yeah. putting a call out on Facebook for a ride home. All right. We'll, we'll get back to, to Pitbull Advocate at, uh, give it again, the website. Uh, that's, uh, well, we, we're on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the Pitbull Advocate. Blog, blog talk? Blogtalkradio.com. Okay. Look it up, Pitbull Advocate. Cool. We'll be getting back into that. We'll, we'll get that, back to that. I want to yeah. get, uh, and we'll definitely, we want to focus on what you've been doing the last, what, five, six weeks or so. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll get, we'll lead up to that. But I want to mm-hmm. know a little bit, because we have, uh, we may have crossed paths at some point, just in, in locality. Give me a yeah. little history of where, where was home for you, uh, what was your time in California, where you were at. Just give me your, give me your Reader's Digest uh, sure, lifetime was, story. I was born in uh, Downey, lived in Bellflower. Mm-hmm. I believe at one point we lived in Downey, too. Yeah. Uh, Walnut Street, actually, in Bellflower. Really nice neighborhood, from what I can remember. Yeah. Um, and my father was in aerospace. Um, nice. Downey, so, Bellflower, up in the, uh, like, Riverside area? Am yeah. I, am I Okay, am I yeah. correct? Okay. Yeah. Long Beach, so, Lakewood. Yeah, so that yeah. was uh, specifically 50s and 60s was really, really concentrating on the aerospace. Yeah. And uh, Boeing was out there, I think, yeah. for a while, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure who my father was with in California, but yeah. we did move to Cal- uh, Colorado for a few years, and he was uh, at Martin Marietta. How, how old were you when you were in Colorado? Um, seven, eight, nine. Yeah? Before that, yeah. it was all Southern Cal? Yeah. Uh, how long were you in Cal- Colorado? Uh, about three or four years, I believe. Yeah? Yeah. Was, so typically, at least for me and in my experience in watching people, real formative years, junior high, high school, kind of yeah, start defining you as a California. person. California. Where were you? Hated it. Where were you then? Uh, about 45 miles north of San Francisco. So outside of, you, you, you come back to Colorado, probably sounds like just before junior high, fifth, sixth grade, something um, like that? Oh, fourth, fifth grade. Okay. Now what, mm. okay, seven, yeah, seven, eight, yeah. about three years. Mm. So what... Uh, mm. What area? 45 miles north? Novato. Novato? Yeah. Didn't like Novato? Marin County, no. Did you go to Novato High School? Yes, I did. I worked at Novato High School from 84, 85 to about 97. We crossed paths. Probably. Huh? I was there. there was... I actually, uh, I dropped out actually in 84. Uh, that's and... right about me because I graduated in 84, mm-hmm. in June of 84, yeah. and started with the, the company I worked for then the guy started sending me up there that fall. Okay. So the yeah. class of 85 is when yeah. I started What were there. you doing there? Photography. I was with the yearbook photography companies. Yeah. Well, we, That's we, what we, I did. We crossed for, paths. Yeah. We probably met. And, and uh, I'm trying to think 
who there was a kid. This was a little later. I want to say this might have been in the early nineties. Uh, yeah, it was. It was because it was a couple years before I got married. His name was Darth. He was a senior at Novato High School, and because mom was a diehard Star Wars fan, his his real mm. name was Darth. There was a gal who probably was in your class or right around there because she had graduated a few years before I did, and I, I I'd have to look because I know I've got her name somewhere. Who had gone on to be? She was in a few movies. She had done some uh, TV shows and a lot of commercials and stuff. Can't remember, but she would come back to campus to talk with her teachers and stuff. And uh, it was like a big deal when she was over there because she had. Uh, and, and at the time, I remembered who she was because you'd not recognize her. And not Annie. I don't remember. I can't remember. But it was it's like cool. one of the only people in that time okay. frame who went on to do yeah. stuff. Okay. But she was, she was, you know, she was doing some Hollywood stuff, and she was, you know, recognizable walking down the street okay. pretty much anywhere in the country at that point. But uh, yeah, that was I. I enjoyed being over there. Uh, again, it was for like three weeks at a time. They'd put me up in a in a motel on the north end of town that uh, had a uh, a Chinese restaurant built into the motel. It was a little dumpy place. Redwood Boulevard? P- could be. I was like, and there was big fields behind it. Yeah. So probably I, we yeah. would go hang out there. I would work at Novato <laughs> High School, a couple schools in San Rafael, a couple private schools in San Rafael, and up to Santa Rosa. Yeah. And they, for like six weeks, and I, they'd place me in Novato, and then I would work these doing senior portraits and stuff yeah. for about anywhere from four to six weeks. Yeah. And then I'd go do the same thing in Stockton, then the same thing in Monterey, and the same thing Modesto. And they just kind of did the circuit. But I was born and raised in Hayward. Okay. Yeah, I was a Hayward boy from uh, the time I was born. Uh, parents grew up in San Leandro in the 30s, and uh, and uh, I was born and raised in Hayward, and pretty much lived there or in the East Bay at some point until I moved out here in '04. But yeah, it's a Bay Area, great place to be from. Why didn't you like high school? Oh, just typical. Yeah, you know um, what? What was high school, Patrick? Uh, like, what was your what was your mode of dress? What were you listening to? Uh, jeans and high tops, t-shirts. Yeah. The uh, traditional, traditional rebel uh, with my, maybe a little bit of a cause. Yeah, I, I, I started out, you know, listening to a lot of the '60s music. Yeah, you know, Beatles, Doors, that sort of stuff. The Who. And a friend of mine were really into that stuff, and. My brother was into, you know, metal, Black Sabbath, Jesus yeah. Priest, Scorpions, huge Scorpions fan. Yeah. And so I listened to that. And then a friend of mine brought this tape to school, a band called The Sex Pistols. <laughs> what are you looking, 78-ish, 79-ish? Uh, yeah. 1980, actually. 80? Yeah, they, yeah. They, were, they were already gone by then. Um, then came The Clash, the Ramones, yeah. local bands, L.A. bands, MDC. And, I got a chance to and, see The Clash at the Cow Palace in 84, 85-ish. Yeah, right at the peak. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. MTV was blowing them up when MTV actually played yeah. music. Yeah, but that was, that was my outlet. That was my escape yeah. from, you know, and, you know, it was usually getting, you know, the new kid getting bullied and this and that, and, you know, but... I, you know, I can thank those guys for, you know, making me a better person. Yeah, building you know, that character. But, you know, and, and, you know, and using, you know, music as kind of a, you know, uh, an escape. Were you playing music? Do you play music? I, or? I did for a little bit. I, I played bass guitar for yeah. a little while. And, you know, I, you know, did a couple of bands that never really went anywhere. Yeah. It was just, you know, we played in the garage. Were you playing what you were listening to, that vein? Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 
writing anything? Uh, I had some lyrics written down. That, that anything you remember? No, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Let's no, let's remember. let's let's throw Nancy on here. I'm going to turn your mic on. <laughs> Pick it up. This, go ahead, go ahead. You got to eat it now. This eat is. It. This is Mrs. Patrick, Nancy. What is, what what does he sing around the house, and and how good is he? What kind of voice does he have? He's he's got a pretty good voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's got oh, yeah. that raspiness. I'm I'm liking. <laughs> Never heard him sing. I've I've heard him do stand up, but I haven't heard him sing. <laughs> I've never heard him play bass. No. But he was a hell of a tour manager. We're going to get there. We're going to get there because you hit a couple of my old stomping grounds. I was watching yeah, you on, yeah. on Instagram and stuff. So you haven't heard him uh, flex his musical muscles too much? No, sir. No, sir. we got to get him a bass. Yeah, I one time uh, uh, picked up... So I'll go ahead and kill that. So you, you're turning red. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I used to live in a place in Concord, California for a while. And uh, the walls were less than paper thin. And... Uh, I I I I I am the farthest thing from a musically inclined person you will ever see, and uh, I would you know like anybody else got the radio going at the crack of noon when I'd wake up, and uh, start singing in the shower, and then I would get really weird looks from the person that lived in the duplex next to me. Center for a beer. That's her. No, out. that's fine. That's her out. And uh, I would sing, and like everybody else, Wayland or whatever happened to be on the radio in the shower, I'd get these really weird looks from the lady next door to me. And so uh, that was my first musical critique, was that, uh, that my neighbors did not like me singing in the shower. You might be doing something right. <laughs> no, it was bad. It is continually bad. So growing up in Novato, you spent some time a little north of that, too, didn't you? Uh, didn't did, you uh, wiggle yeah, up did, um, Petaluma or something? I was 11. Eleven years in Petaluma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, a little bit longer. I know it's eleven years in the same place. Yeah, and yeah. that was with the one hundred and one in my backyard. Now it's Petaluma. Not, I'm talking the one hundred and one loop. I yeah. in uh, in nine in mid eighties, my sister and a friend of hers moved up uh, way up north, about an hour or so with the drive, probably forty miles east of 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 uh, uh, Fort Bragg. And so she was in a little town called Laytonville. Yeah. If you ever been through Laytonville, yeah. uh, north of the big city of Willits, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Hour and a half north of Santa Rosa, right up there somewhere, Just about, yeah. about halfway yeah. between Santa Rosa and Eureka. Uh, and she was up there for a little bit. In 1988, uh, my my dad passed, so my mom went to go spend some time and kind of decompress at my sister's place in Willits. Ended up extending it to about two months came down we packed up a truck and she moved so she was up there through most of the eight or a good a little bit of the 80s and pretty much all of the 90s into the 2000s in Willits my brother excuse me in Laytonville my older brother followed her up there so we were up that 101 driving through your backyard mm-hmm. two three times a year literally there yeah literally uh, now, did you get into Santa Rosa much? Did you did you venture in there? Yeah. There was a, an, a very odd hotel. It was an Art Deco kind of place. It had been there for decades, but it had a... I want to say it was like bright pink. Does that ring a bell to you in no, Santa Rosa? No, Oh, Flamingo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember that place. Since 1988... Yes, the uh, prom season of 88, uh, myself and a, a gentleman by the name of George DePauli 
are no longer allowed at the Flamingo <laughs> Hotel in Santa Rosa. I'm fairly certain that that, that ruling still still stands. Uh, I haven't tried to test that that ruling. Uh, you come with me on tour this next the month. Po- I'll the police, <laughs> find the out. police were involved. Uh, several televisions, a couple of rollaway beds, and a washing machine out of the laundry <laughs> were all involved, uh, and and various other substances that I have no longer partaken of in many many years. But uh, yeah, George DiPaoli <laughs> and myself were escorted out. Uh, at about 4 a.m. Santa Rosa's finest. Yeah, I'm thankful they didn't pick us. They didn't take us in. They just said, you need to leave. And then they stayed behind us until we got to about Novato is when they turned around. And you know, they, the best part about this? Yeah. It's not on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's no and, social and media. Even, you even, can, you no. can deny, deny, if deny. It, if it's not on social media, it never happened. Now... <laughs> Even before that, when I was in junior high and high school, I was always the kid with the camera. And every once in a while, I'll find a box in the garage with old negatives in it. I'm not in any of them, but I do have fun. I'll scan in negatives, or I got contact sheets. So you could tell I'm scanning these through the flatbed at home, and I'll post them up. And I'll tell them right now, I'll tag Bobby Garcia in a few, <laughs> and he will beg me to pull them down every once in a while. And I do, I do, but not before I have a few laughs. Ronnie Pitts, who, uh, Mr. Les Lyman, who's taking our snapshot there, he sat in on a podcast when a good friend of mine and his wife, came out here. I hadn't seen them in about 15, 20 years. And they were running through Prescott, and we all went over and met at a place and had some lunch and did a podcast, just talking the old days. And old Ronnie Pitts has a few uh, skeletons in his closet that I have photographic evidence of. So if he ever gets me too ticked off, yeah, he may he may be uh, be trying to scrub the internet of old photos pretty soon. That was the best thing about being on the back end of the camera. Tell me a little bit about your photograph. You made a comment online today and every once in a while they'll pop up about you doing some photography were you doing that as a living for a while yeah well i I was trying to yeah and i it was was, it is the last thing i wanted to do as a wedding oh really they're so much fun right my mine was the get my altitude mine was the only fun (laughs) one i ever went to and i didn't enjoy that very often very much cigars Yeah, Um, you know, and and I just, I just, you know, it just, yeah, I was just, you know, well, maybe I I loved. What were you shooting with? Uh, And what years we talking about? What? Tell me what years, and then I'll guess what you were using. Oh, nineties. Okay, no, 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 no. no. Um, Early two thousands. Early two thousands. Okay. Still on film. No digital. Early days of digital. Nice. Uh, SR. Yeah, yeah. Canon. I'm not even gonna guess because you're into the digital. My first, my first digital I purchased in. Uh, I used a couple of D1s way back when. They were basically a, a Kodak build, uh, Nikon that was building the Kodak build. But that was in late '90s. But it was they were so slow we couldn't use them. They were just too slow. And uh, my the first digital I ever got was in '05. I was shooting for the newspaper here. On film, transferring the negatives to to CD and then uploading them. That's what I was doing when I, you know, up until not that long, ago, thirteen years ago, fourteen years ago. So I don't know what body. What were you? We uh, Rebel XT. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I mean they improved and I hung on to it for a number of years. Yeah, and I didn't oh, just upgrade. I said no, I really like this camera, and you know, I it was just a really easy. Yeah. I mean, great. 
great for a beginner, which what I loved about it. Um, beginners can use it, professionals yeah. can use it, and I, and I just enjoy it. And you can it. expand yeah. to whatever glass you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nice. And, you know, and I just kind of figured, well, you know, maybe I just don't have the interest. You know, I just don't have an interest in that. When, I, I do now. When anything becomes a job, it tends to not be as much fun. Yeah. I no was, matter how much you love it. Yeah. I was trying to make a living at it, and I yeah. think you know now I just yeah you know. So you something else comes to this. Full disclosure: the only reason we met, or the main reason we met, was yeah. <laughs> how how we met was through social media, through yeah. Facebook, seeing various posts and and cracking up at some of the things you were saying, and then started following some of your comments, and then we hooked up and you know friended each other on on Facebook. And then I start seeing comments about Petaluma, about Northern California. I said, oh, okay, this is somebody we might have some, uh, something to talk about. And then one day, I don't know if you posted something and I commented on it or the other way around, but uh, one of my musical, musical inspirations, one of my musical idols popped up and you go, yeah, I met that guy a couple of times. He's a nice guy. Tom Waits. Yeah. Tell me about Tom. I don't know. About you, how you know? Why do you know who he is? I, I, well, I, I know I, everybody. Everybody, not every, you know, everybody knows Tom Waits. Yeah. You the way I look at it is, anybody who knows music knows Tom Waits. When you hear people talk, like giving their acceptance speeches at uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and things like that, somebody you wouldn't even think of. Who who were you inspired by? Tom Waits is usually listed among. Among those, even the ones you wouldn't think about, that would think that that connection. When, when did you first learn about Tom? It was um, oh, a friend of mine turned me on. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to the early years and, on the way over here. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, "Wow, this is really good." Yeah. You know that raspy, that raw, that yeah. storyteller. Oh yeah. You know, Whiskey voice, you know, just, I mean, the stories that he could tell, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, in 2012 or 2011, 2012, I moved to Sebastopol. Yeah. It's a beautiful and area. Uh, you know, uh-huh. Side's the best side. <laughs> and um, just a few miles down the road, there's a, a little uh, market called uh, Bill's Farm Basket. Yeah. And you know, get your. <laughs> and Darren Mahoney is a liar. You ever want to be invited back here? You you're gonna deny that statement? Sorry, Patrick. Do you mind? We're doing stuff back here, Darren. All right. What do you... <laughs> Carry on, gentlemen. Carry on. And when he sings in the shower, the water stops. <laughs> a lot of things stop when I go in the shower. Uh, that's come on. This is a family show. <laughs> She's got to keep me on check with my vocabulary. Uh, yeah. So far, he's been doing pretty good. I've been pretty all right. I, I haven't had to make any notes. Okay. So, what what are some of the songs you remember here? Because uh, uh, I'm pulling what I'm going to use for the intro is why. Call me on that one about the hooker. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't narrow, that doesn't narrow it down much. <laughs> Letter to a hooker in Minneapolis. I, 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 I do know Tom Waits music. I'm a, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, so, I tell you what, what 
Yeah, yeah. Nighthawks at the Diner was one of my favorite albums. First time I ever heard Tom Waits was on a camping trip, and a friend of ours growing up who was uh, one of the last of the dying hippies in you know the late 70s, uh, we all went camp with him in Santa Cruz. He's playing a couple of songs, and he played a song. And I said, I've never, is that one of yours? I never heard it before. Yeah, I was 13, 14 years old. And he goes, mm, that's not mine. That's Tom Waits. And he gave me a cassette. And I, the, he gave me two. One was a, rec- a homemade that he had made. It was a compilation of a bunch of stuff off of LPs. Some of the earlier stuff, Swordfish Trombone, wasn't out yet. No, that wasn't on there. I'm trying to think of what was on there, but it was a, it was a, a homemade one. And a couple months later, he gives me, so it was probably later, might have been in the early 80s, uh, Heart Attack and Vine. He gave me that, and I started listening to that, wore it out. And has have since pretty much collected every Tom Waits I can find yeah. to hear the difference of it because of exactly what you said, yeah. the storyteller aspect. Yeah. And then the voice grew on me, but the storyteller is what really captured yeah. me. Yeah. He uh, he wasn't a very, I mean, you you meeting him at different circumstances. I'm I, you know, as far as just running into a person yeah. at the market I, I, or something. He I've just, never met the guy. Oh, I, no. I, thought, I thought he gave you the cassette. No, no, this friend of ours who okay. was playing this oh, music okay. and I said hey is that one of yours I love it and he goes no no that's Tom Waits and then he gave me okay. some of Tom's yeah. stuff no no I've never met the guy okay. and there's a story behind that as well Yeah. because when I found out he lived up where you were on a drunken stupor one night uh, we went on a little road trip and we're very glad we never bumped into him because it would have been uh uh, uh, it would have been bad. <laughs> well, he's, he's not one of those guys. My, you know, I, my understanding was, you know, the, you know, he wasn't really approachable, yeah. um, which was fine. You know, I bumped him to the market. Yeah. And I just walk in passing. Hey, how you doing? Just yeah. like he's like, hey, how you doing? You know. Um, but just this one real, one real quick story that is, it's, it's, it's short, and to me, it was kind of funny. Yeah. The, the owners of the, uh, the coffee shop that was right next to it, the Pony Espresso. They would have their dogs with them, and they park their their vehicle off to the side under these big trees while they're they're working. The yeah. dogs were hanging out in the vehicle for a while, and they've got this portable toilet, and that's that's it. And he's trying to he's walking by, and, and this car's right by this this porta potty, and the dogs just go <laughs> yeah. it's just a little chihuahua, and then like a bigger mixed break dog just barking barking the heads off, and he looks at it, looks at the car, looks at the toilet. Waves his hand off of the dogs, turns around, <laughs> hop in his car, and left. <laughs> yeah. I want nothing it, to do with those dogs. I, I read an article when I found out he lived up there, and it being so close to where I was living, uh, that was one of the things that in the article. I don't remember. It might have been a Rolling Stone or something. I don't, I don't remember. But he had mentioned, he goes, he walks into, and it could have been that market. He mentioned the market he goes into. I think he was raising chickens at the time, so he'd go buy feed. And uh, he says, nobody... Absolutely nobody is impressed of who he is. He says, that's why I live here. Yeah. He goes, not only do they not recognize me, they don't like me much. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had gone into a, friend's, uh, a friend of mine uh, worked at an antique store, and he'd gone in there. And you know, Tom, he's, he's blue jeans, boots, yeah. you know, frumpled hat, and just, you know, whatever, just walking around, you know, just checking out some stuff. And this is, a, this is an antique store. They got yeah. some high-end stuff yeah. there. Nobody was giving this guy the time of day. Just kind of like... That look at him, give yeah. me that, that look. Oh, what's this bum doing in here? <laughs> and he walked out because no one, no one went up to help him out. Yeah, he's like, yeah, okay, I'm leaving. My friend of mine, she goes, do you know who that was? 
And they're going, no. Some like, guy that no. doesn't own an iron? Yeah, and she, <laughs> she goes, that's Tom Waits. He came here to spend money. Thanks for driving him out. And he has money. <laughs> he probably would have bought a uh, you know ten thousand dollar grandfather clock, dismantled yeah. it, and used it as a drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, music has been reinserted pretty heavily into your life in the last weeks, months. Yeah, that's tell me, pretty, tell yeah, me how yeah, that came yeah. about and who. First off, the record company, because it sounds yeah. like they were extremely supportive of what you guys oh, yeah. were doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. T- t- tell yeah. me the story. Um, Tom Reardon, if you're listening, a uh, uh, little history on this. Tom Reardon officiated the wedding with, with uh, Nancy and I. Yeah. So it's um, his fault. Tom, it's Tom's fault? It's yeah. pretty, nah, pretty, looks, much, pretty much. She looks pretty happy. She I'm agreed to it. It was a great. Time. It was a. It was. It was a blast. It was a last minute thing. There's a yeah. uh, the, the club I was working at Hollywood Alley was shutting down. Yeah. After you know. A what few, was a the few, club? Hollywood Hollywood Alley. Where was this? Uh, Mesa on Baseline. Oh, okay. So right after 101. Down the valley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 25 years they were, and um, he had put something out on social media about uh, wanting to perform some weddings on the night. <laughs> so I to mark the occasion, told Nancy that. Um, we were, um, and you guys had met like that morning, or what? What was going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it, <laughs> no, yeah. How long? Yeah. How long had you been a couple? Less uh, together, uh, we'd be married uh, six years. Okay, but how how long before the wedding? Six or seven months of that. Oh, okay, so pretty quick. Yeah, pretty yeah, quick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mom did say she's a keeper. <laughs> so he did the wedding, and and he 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 played with a band called Father Figures. And you know a few other bands that were yeah. um, were there, and I'm not I'm not going to say the name of the band he was playing with that night, but um, <laughs> PT. So so it was uh, a it yeah. was an adult theme band, I'm guessing. Uh, it's just just good old Phoenix punk rock. Gotcha. Good old Phoenix punk rock, and uh, so anyway, uh, you know, so he was the guy, and then he put it out there that uh, Slope Records was looking for um, tour bus drivers. Nice. And they've got a couple of the old, you know, shuttle bus type buses. Yeah. And I signed up with my 30 plus year old spotless driving record in hand. You know, sent them all that and um, I was hired. Nice. So uh, we actually ended up in the van as opposed to the bus. And um, got sent out on 17 days, roughly. And this is how long ago? Uh, it was, uh, about, I've been back about two weeks. Oh, okay. No, okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. missing that part. So I huh. thought you were talking about at the, at the wedding. You oh, you were talking about the wedding. Okay. Oh, we're still talking about the wedding. No, I don't know. No, but anyway, this, 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 <laughs> this is how we met Tom. Okay, so you so met him there, yeah, and then we, you saw the social media post recently. Yeah, and this is gotcha. a recent. Okay, so we, I'm we, sorry. We've known Tom, you know, to in Tom, one ear out the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. He was okay. our, he was our. So that's uh, how you hooked up with him, and then you yeah. saw recently a Facebook post yeah. or a social media post. Yeah, and we we took off. It was May seventh. Yeah, I think we were uh, scheduled to take off, and took these young guys, twenty one, two, one twenty one year old, two twenty two year olds. And what was uh, the band? Uh, the Line Cutters. Line Cutters. And they're uh, kind of a punk, ska, fusion, yeah. really, uh, uh, really talented group of kids, you know. Um, went out and um, spent some time with them and took them on, on their first tour, which is actually my first tour. Yeah. So you started in the valley and then headed west? Yeah, we took off from the Rebel Lounge. Was, was there, was That's there, a cool spot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My I first time there. Yeah, yeah. It was my first time there. It's a really cool venue. And... Um, 
we actually again, took out the date. Now, before that, had you been involved in the in the punk scene in yeah, Phoenix yeah. for a while? Yeah, I'm. I was, I'm, list- I'm pulling up this guy's name because I'm curious if you know him. Let me pull him up. Keep going though. Keep going. Yeah, I was uh, in the in in in, 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 in late eighties, right after you know around high school and stuff. Uh-huh. I, I worked with a uh, kind of a I guess you would call it goth, uh, you know, kind yeah. of a, a dark wave uh, band called Rage of Eden. Started off as just a roadie, pushing amps, carrying stuff in. Uh, ended up being a keyboard tech, bass tech, drum tech, nice. guitar tech. Keeping your fingers in the to, uh, musicians, but yeah, not playing. Yeah, I ended up being the... Um, you know that guy? The, uh, he looks familiar. Eric Baez. He's a comic, stand-up yeah. comic, but yeah, he he's worked familiar. at a lot of clubs. Rebel okay. Lounge is one of his hangouts, but he's very okay. involved in the punk scene in Phoenix. So, yeah. Good good guy. Yeah. Solid guy. Hi, Eric. Hi, yeah. Bias, but uh, then I picked up a couple other bands doing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, calling all cars, a uh, band called Cathedral, and um, Paul's Paul's God, which was a really fun punk funk band out, yeah. of, out of Santa Rosa area, Sonoma County. So nice. I got I, I I've been involved in it for a little while, and I've been out out for a while, and this came up, and I thought, what a how did, great how, how has it changed? Now, when when you say out for a while, how how long? How old were you when you stopped doing that previously? Uh, I was 28, so probably roughly around 95 years ago. 95. I just kind of, you know, the bands they weren't doing anything. And Tw- 24, 25 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Now, from 28 year old Patrick to 54 year old Patrick, yeah. how did the lifestyle change? What? Not much. No. Not much. Yeah. Still. Similar? Other than other than no smoking in the clubs. You know, used to yeah. be beer, sweat, and clove cigarettes. Yeah. You know? But the, uh, the the scenes are, are pretty much the same. I think the one thing I noticed with the bands, I don't know how, you know, I didn't have much interaction with the other bands yeah. when I was doing this before, but one thing I noticed was the camaraderie that a lot of local bands have for each other, support each other. Good. That's good and to see. And then being on the road, I got to see a lot of these bands actually reaching out to my guys and, oh, killer set guys. That yeah. was awesome. You know, and even the the locals that go to these shows coming up, approaching them and telling what, yeah. wow, that's great, and they buy the merchandise, they buy a CD or something. What were some of the size shows you were playing? Um, bar shows, bar shows, a- any yeah, larger yeah, yeah. clubs? Uh, or? Holy Diver was a was, was a really a, nice joint. That's in Sacramento. Yeah, that was nice. a good one. Um, you know, just you know, de- decent sized cl- yeah. club club bands, You know, nothing clubs and bars having club, a good old time. Clubs and bars, nice. you know. One of the one of the most memorable things that happens on the road typically are the uh, you either have the real great, you have the real bad. Yeah. Any uh, any horror stories happen on this trip? None. None. Can you believe Good. it? It's nice. Yeah. You know, there were a few concerns. Yeah. Uh, we had stopped. I think we were in Silmar, and um, it was pouring down rain. And I'd heard the stories before, you know, the coming in, you know, after about uh, the water getting in fuel during these downpours. Yeah. And as soon as we, we filled that sucker top, it's like $95. Thanks, California. <laughs> you gotta love that gas tank. Five bucks a gallon. Yeah, but I wasn't paying the bill. Uh, <laughs> so we, we filled that sucker up yeah. and we took off, and, and, and the motor just started shaking. You could feel it through the whole van, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, going, I don't know what's going on. And I'm starting to. I'm starting to about lose it inside and just trying to keep it together. And finally, it just cleared up. 
And um, somebody goes, oh, yeah, you probably got water in your tank. Yeah. I'm going, okay, well, let you know. Let it burn out. Yeah, but we, we got through that. You know, we got more water or, let you know, more fuel than water yeah. on this one. So loose battery connection. Tighten that sucker up. We're on our way. You know, I think one of the reasons why you didn't have any disaster stories is because I saw pictures of that van. That is a pretty nice van. Yeah, it is a nice van. Yeah, you needed to be going in that 1968 line is what you needed yeah. to be doing. <laughs> put put 3,000 miles on a on yeah. a 50-year-old vehicle, and then yeah. you'd have some stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, t- I told these guys, and, and, and of course, none of them followed through. I said, another state of mind is required viewing before this tour starts. <laughs> and they uh, that's, that's where you yeah. learn, where you've got your... You know, you, you learn who each other is because you're living with each other, yeah. you know, in this bus or this van or whatever for thousands of miles. Yeah. And the thing breaks down and you you got to push it because the biggest saving grace was the label support. Yeah. So again, if, if we didn't have that, we'd have been screwed. Slope Records? Slope Records. Yeah. Nice. Mr. Thomas Lopez. Nice. Thank you, sir. Tell me a little bit about Gilman. About Gilman? Yeah. Why'd you end up Gilman? over there in 924? Gilman was one of those places that I'd been to on a, on a few occasions. Yeah. And the great thing about that was they're all ages shows. So yeah. you can get these 15, 16 year old And all ages group, you know, performers. Yeah, yeah. Anybody could play. You know, anybody saw, could go to these shows. I saw Green Day there yeah, long was, before I was, knew who Green Day was. They were practically the house band. And at I was Street. the old man in the room. Yeah. Now, did you know anybody there, like from them long term guys, like no. the employees? No. One of their doormen, uh, Danny Lima, was my cousin. That he was Danny Huge. Okay. Big guy. Not the Danny Lima I know, unless no. he got... Lima. Lima, okay. Yeah, and he passed a couple of years ago, but he was a fixture at Gilman. Uh, that's actually where they had his, his service oh. after. He was, yeah, he was a bouncer, uh, doorman, uh, driving the, 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 the axe around. And, but he had been there for decades. That was his... That was his his hangout as a kid for music, and then uh, then working there. And and uh, he passed a couple years ago, but yeah. they had his service there. They had a big memorial awesome. for a bunch of bands. Yeah, that's the way to go out. But yeah, he was a, yeah he was a fixture there. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those iconic venues, yeah. you know that. I, I yeah. we're getting invaded. All right, bring it on. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Good to see you, man. Talk about degenerates. Oh, hey, I didn't oh. see him. So no, that's yeah. just it was such a cool. Now, did you guys play yeah. there? No, no. I just I just saw the I saw the accident. My boys were going to nine two four Gilman Street. <laughs> nice. Go. Right, he's now, got the right choice right there. Now, did the line cutters? Did they have an appreciation for the building? Did they have any kind of? Connection to it, they knew. They or knew. They knew about it. Okay. They know about it. They know. They know the the history behind it. And good. You know, those I, things can't be forgotten. I'd, I'd I'd love to find a way to get them get them in there yeah. somewhere just so they could say that they nice. played Gilman Street. Now, are you hitting the road again with these guys? Was uh, this a uh, one in one out? We're working on that, and I believe we've we have a solution to it. Uh, Nancy here leaves for uh, uh, Iceland um, mid tour. So there's a week in between where we need to have someone covering the animals, the dogs. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The kittens will all be gone by them. So <laughs> it's a uh, it's a two month tour. Nice. So we actually run August seven is our first date in um, New Orleans. Yeah. Howling Wolf. Cool. 
and we end somewhere in California on September 22nd. Very nice. Now, you were running, what did you call it, uh, Diaries of a Road Dog? Diary of a Road Dog. Are they still on? They're still viewable, the videos? Oh, yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. I've got, got, got a lot of live video and, there. Now, and You set up a separate page for that, didn't you? Or was that just under your page? That's Diary of a Road Dog. That's okay. I set that up specifically okay, for, for, for the tours, yeah. I was following some of those when I could and going back and listening to them when I, when I couldn't do them live. They were very enjoyable. They were fun to yeah. watch. I mean, th- yes. th- these guys. These guys were a blast. Nice. Yeah. You know, they- so, plug again. Who who were you with? The line cutters. The line cutters. And Slope Records. Where can Slope folks Records. find, find out? Uh, social medias are real. You can go to sloperecords.com. Cool. Um, you know, they've got all the lists of the bands that they've got. They've got upcoming tour dates, uh, upcoming releases, and uh, of course, the line cutters are on Facebook, yeah. uh, Spotify, and. And where can folks find out about you, anything you got going, and just have a good laugh following your, your post? Uh, easiest, easiest way is uh, diary, diary, of a, diary of a Road Dog. Look me up on Facebook. Nice. You know, while you're there, like it. Keep keep following it, man. It's it's a lot. It's been a lot of fun doing these good deal updates on now, the Now, are man. you going to resurrect? You're going to reprise the uh, the uh, uh, Pitbull ga- Pitbull Advocate? Yes. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. and that is where uh, blog, blog, talk? blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Pitbull Advocate. You going back on stage anytime soon? Slinging uh, jokes. I might put together a. But might put together something. Okay, so you could see Patrick Bowler at the Raven Cafe on June 20th at 7 p.m. It's out there, man. You've got to show <laughs> up. That's that. next week. Yeah, this is how you, this how you got me week. last time. This is <laughs> how you got it. me last time. You're going to see him on stage slinging jokes. I've got a chance to close yeah. the show the last couple of times. They've okay. let me go like 25, 30 minutes. I've been having a All blast, right. man. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Let's let people listen to Darren. Patrick, we covered a lot there. The best yeah. way to know what's going on with Patrick, though, Follow him on social media. It's such a blast. And you you got me to eat meat for the first time in four weeks. Thanks for talking. Thanks for taking time to get (laughs) started.